to episode one of The Sausage Curve. In this episode, you'll join Rich, John and Harry as we give you an insight into our first experience of motorsport, discuss Formula E and its relevancy, and also touch on Formula One testing and the new car reveals for 2020. We'll also have some British touring cars shoehorned in too. Please remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast and follow us across all social media at The Sausage Curve. Without further ado, let's get into it. So... Uh, we figured on the first episode it would be a good idea to share our first experiences of motorsport. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll go first with mine. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so my earliest one is watching Formula One with my dad. And uh, I think it was the Japanese GP when I was about five. What year were thinking? Oh, that would have been like 91. Oh, jeez. When were you born, what Harry? fossil? <laughs> I was born in 95. 95, so... So before, before Harry was even a twinkle, um, I, I was on the F1. Um, but basically, I remember my dad being really into it. Was that the final Grand Prix of the season then, Japan? Yeah, it would have been around... Yeah, it would have been at that, that time. And it had been Mansell was about a year before his title, uh, because I remember him winning his title. Who was your favourite driver, you think? That? Mansell, because of my dad, completely. Red 5, all the way. I was similar. Um... But I just remember my dad being really, really, really into it, and so I wanted to sort of be into it as well. And he said, "If if you really want to, there's a race like tomorrow, and with it being Japan, I had to get up at like four in the morning or something." And I just re- really vivid memories because my dad worked abroad when I was a kid, and it was making tea and toast, sitting down, and me just being amazed by these fast cars and personalities, and and hooked ever since. And uh, the reason for me being absolutely mental about motorsport, which is kind of, I think, ironic would be the the right thing because he doesn't watch any these days and he can't stand Formula One and what Formula One's become. So well, he came to Croft with us. So. He came to Croft with us, but like Formula One and getting me into that, he's got no time for any of them. I do. I do know a few days. older boys who are the same. Actually, yeah. He 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 just says it's just not what it was. Like you know, like back then the races were real races and stuff to him and I suppose he's older as well so he'll he'll remember properly like the louders and, and and things like that and you know. But that's mine and, and why I got into motorsport really and spiralled from there. Every every type of motorsport, all good for me. So That's it. Yeah. Two wheels as well? Two wheels as well. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, no. going 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 to watch two wheels. I'm not as big into it as I was, but um that I only got hooked on that just because I went along to Brands Hatch to watch World Superbikes, and the first time I saw one shoot along the start finish straight and down Paddock Hill Bend, I just thought, hero. I would never, ever, ever do that on a motorbike. It's nope. insane. What a man in a big leather condom. Well, you can, you can, you can say that, but have you ever seen bike racing? Yeah, on TV. On TV, I promise you, it's different because once you see them do it for real, it's just that boy, like, um, they're a bullet. <laughs> that boy that headed a pigeon, that was a seagull. That was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 with his head. That's as bad as exciting as it gets for me. I think his head butted a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
But yeah, that that was that was mine really. Well, two minutes thirty. Rich. Two minutes thirty. Mine's is going to take a little bit longer unless. You know. <laughs> mine's quite. I'll go next because mine's quite short. I think. You're only young. I'm only young, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We've already. I'm not fossilized yet. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I think for me, um, I remember being a kid watching it on the the cassette player that I used to have. Um, VHS. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think it was one of them hand-me-downs from a cousin. It used to be just replays of Formula One. Um, but it was Brundle was there. Ted Kravitz, who was... Uh, oh, yeah, Sandals. Yeah. <laughs> and Louise Sandals. Goodman, who now features on Turncast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from then on, really, I just kind of got into it. Enjoyed it so much. It went when I was 12, 13, yeah. Silverstone. Um, and then from there, since meeting you guys, it's been all about the Turncast. Mm. So, I can urge anyone that's listening to this that hasn't been or doesn't know anything about the touring cars and you like motorsport, get involved. Hundred percent. It's unbelievable. I I couldn't believe for the price that you pay is a twenty thirty quid. Yeah, and the access you get, you get to it's meet a, the drivers. It's all about the access, isn't it? Mm, so it's, it's a little staggering. freebie. As a kid, it's about the little freebies and the access and getting to almost well touch the cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See the drivers. Yeah, when you go to sort of the almost. Uh, sterile environment of Formula One where it is very much a us and them feeling like you can't even imagine walking across the, at the start finish straight at Silverstone during the weekend to 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 look at the cars and things there is the, my first experience of Croft hijacking it a bit I, I was messaging John like John I mean I'm literally like poking the tyres and I'm in the pit area <laughs> and he was just like yeah and I'm just like <laughs> You don't get this access. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 amazing because you know. And also, who doesn't love a free bit of merch? I mean, oh, I'm 24, but I still have a free water bottle and sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's in that bag? A sticker? I have it. <laughs> I think I'm getting worse. I mean, I could go on forever. I'm not. I could go on forever about how much merch I've had for free. Hmm. I was addicted to Twiglets for about a month. <laughs> and who needs Twiglets anymore? And getting shredded wheat. Yep. Yeah, sure do we. I got them. I mean, we travel all the way down to to Thruxton, which is what what's that from here? Four, five hours. Yeah, easy. And that's the second race that I ever watched live, and it was the one of the best weekends I've ever had watching motorsport. I think. Well, that's it. You've had a massive interest in an F one on televised, etc. And you were lucky to get to go and see it. And actually, we met Anthony Hamilton, didn't we? Yeah, met Anthony Hamilton down there. What a great bloke he is. Yeah, he's class. Just a normal dad, really. <laughs> yeah. Until you realise who. Well, coming up for a seven times world champion is. Hmm. Yeah, we won't go into that just now. No. Um. Well, yeah. So is that it from you? So that's it from me. Yeah. Certainly. But you're still on a journey, aren't you? You're uh, yeah. Still on, I'm you're still. still that. I'm We've still got ten that. years on you. Yeah. And Harry's <laughs> still. Don't pull a face like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry was down with me. Uh, we we're a bit ambitious, saying that we wanted to go to every track this season in the touring cars. Oh yeah. That may or may not happen. We'll find it. We'll see. But we'll make sure we do it in the next two or three years anyway. But yeah, well, go with mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually the weird thing is, Matt, I actually grew up around bikes, like not not, not push bikes, not motorbikes. Race, well, push bikes, loads of push bikes that we used to make sound like motorbikes. Right, yeah, yeah. Sticking cans on the cans. back. <laughs> and we used to have big races down the street, and it, yeah. it was because my friends, when I was really young, their uncles were all into loud bikes. And I don't know if they were particularly fast. I just remember them being bright, yeah. and very loud. Yeah. Um, and then. It was them who took me to stock car racing. Stock cars 
that was the first time I actually went and saw anything racing round. Well, it was a field basically with hay bales round it <laughs> and a bunch of folk, and it was actually a warm day. And the uh, we basically, I remember watching it kind of the banger racing. It what kid doesn't like seeing other cars bang into each other? Oh, it's amazing! And smoke coming out, and yeah. all revving their engines and trying to get around this track. But it was more. Um, there was these. They were called hot rods, and basically, it was like a road car which had been dropped on its ass, had tiny, really low-profile, well, they weren't slicks there, wide tyres, with a big, massive back wing on them. And I just thought they looked absolutely brilliant. So I thought, oh, I do fancy this motor racing thing. But then I, I probably didn't really look at motor racing f- for ages after that. Mm. Then it was the same as you, Rich. It was like I saw a bit of F1 on TV. My dad used to watch it on a Sunday. And I used to kind of watch the start of the race, watch the first few laps, then bugger off outside to play football yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then if my dad shouted me in, something had happened. And then, uh, yeah, from there, when, when I moved house down to Fife. That's where I was basically next door to Knock Hill racing circuit in Scotland. Mm. So that was easy access. We'd get up there whenever we could with British superbikes, British touring cars. I think there was called, it was called some European supercars that raced there as well. And there were a truck racing a lot. But we used to jump the fence. Trucks as in like yeah, the lorries. lorries yeah, going yeah, around yeah. Knock Hill. Jesus. Well, I, I don't know if I imagined that now. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely trucks up there all painted it's, ready to race. It strikes me as a serious safety concern around Knock Hill. <laughs> well, maybe that's why it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But we went up then. We used to camp on one side of the fence and jump the fence. Sorry, Derek Butcher, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> but we're allowed to anyway. We're locals. We, we're only young. We, we used to jump the fence. And we used to live off a Breaking fiver. the law is fine if you're local. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> we, we used to we used to live off a fiver for the weekend at the British touring cars. And that basically got you a burger and possibly a can of juice back then. Mm. Um, and then the rest of the time you're living off free merch. So it's Twiglets. There used to be someone sponsored by Twiglets, and I'm not joking, you had the, the grid girls and that, just holding these big massive boxes of twiglets and we'd be handfuls of them handfuls of them in a bag and we had to live off them for the rest you, of the day you just uh, I was just thinking was there any free Ginsters last year mm. well we went to the Rockstone we had a absolutely delicious we weren't in the best of places were we oh we were a little <laughs> bit rough um, not self inflicted non self inflicted <laughs> but we, we had a lovely cheese and onion pasty oh it was beautiful Oh, oh, did we not have like some sort of that Mexican was, one as well? Oh, no, you maybe didn't want the spicy one. I actually. can't have all the spice. No, it doesn't, doesn't go down well. <laughs> we were struggling that day. We were struggling that day. But... So was it against us? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against us. Yeah, like they, a freebie. Yeah, they'd have them baked them no, and then chopped them all up and then basically... Uh, actually, talking, I didn't see any. Talking about free merch, yes. would you like to give us the shredded wheat story? Oh, shredded wheat story. We could jump well, in on that one. We could, yeah, yeah. Sorry, is that about to jump the gun there? <laughs> jump the gun. <laughs> let, him, let him finish the story. Yeah, finish, get back Fini- to finish, finish the story at hand. Well, not a kill, basically. That just became our second home. With me and my friend Jordan, and there was a couple others that used to come along, Grant and Craig. We used to go up there whenever we could, basically. You know, that had everything. And we'd go up there in winter, and we used to actually time cars going around the track in winter just because we got to sit inside the, basically, the... What would you call it? A kind of press kind of box. Yeah, yeah. And there was a uh, hot chocolate or coffee machine there. And the uh, hot chocolate machine, actually, Gordon Shedden, that's another one actually, Gordon Shedden, Flash, he was like a training driver then. Yeah, yeah. He was only young himself. Yeah. But he uh, basically told us how to jam the coffee machine. Again, sorry, Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> With 20 pence so that we got free hot chocolates all day. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it was nice. Um, yeah, that kind of leads us up. And then my first, actually, my first F1 Grand Prix was in 2012. And that was at Spa, Spa. which I'd always wanted to go to Spa. That was for my mate Daz's 40th. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then my second one was only at Silverstone, hmm. uh, which was last year. Last year, yeah. So still got the buzz for it. Uh, I've, British touring cars got the buzz. Probably the biggest buzz I've had for touring cars in Britain is probably last year and this year in comparison to like when I was growing up because you had the super touring era when I was younger and all the cars you saw on the grid were cars that you wanted to buy when you were older mm. yeah. but it's different now because you can go and buy the cars that are on the grid now basically yeah, yeah but yeah so that's about it I think Murray Walker as well Murray Walker I've got to give him a mention because he was he I think he was one of the reasons that drew me to the television because yeah. my dad used to shout go 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 <laughs> when I used to be like oh they're off as a, as a kid uh, and even as an adult now, like like as an adult, I've got like such respect for for Murray Walker and like his his commentary, even even with his Murrayisms, was like intoxicating almost. He he could oh, yeah. He, you could tell like now being an adult, I can tell he started on radio. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the way he painted a picture with his commentary and used his voice and stuff. What a guy! Yeah, what a guy! Yeah. What a guy! Um, yeah. So. Is that is that your story? That's about it, yeah. That's about it. I yeah. enjoyed that actually. I've learned a bit there. Learned a bit about yeah. <laughs> We're all on a journey, aren't we? We're all on a bit of a journey. Right. Well, we'll talk about the Formula E that went on in Mexico. If we have to. Yeah. At, the, at the weekend, are we not a fan, Harry? Well, first of all, who is a who is a fan? I I I I mean, in so much as I th- I think the. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a deeper thing, but I think the problem Formula E has got is that it's nowhere near as publicised as uh, Formula One and and things like that. But when I know it's on, I make a point of watching it because I do enjoy it as a spectacle. And but then again, any form of racing, I watch. I watch snails race. Do you like the, the annoying sound of a? It, it honestly doesn't. It it honestly doesn't bother me. And like when I. Uh, I, I went in the first season to see him at Battersea Park in London, and yeah, I, I'll totally say the sound like a Skelextric uh, going, but like there was something about it. You could see they didn't have all the grip in the world and stuff, and it was good. It was good. I'm guessing you're not a fan, Harry, by oh, the way. I was going to say, the, the way he's talking, well, I'm well, It's quite good. I think we're a bit balanced here. Yeah, Left, watch, left-hand side, Rich just, loves it. Harry despises it. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not sure. I mean, if you watch the Mexico highlights, just, yeah. just look. It's a minute of... Bothering. Just bothering. You step off the racing line, that's it, you're out the game. Well, uh, the, I'm not sure that. It was a bit unusual, actually, because, I mean, I, I, I'll admit I haven't seen the first two races this season, just because that's one thing that they, they do have is a weird sort of. They have a weird schedule for their season. They start the season in like November, and, and before the year's out, they have two rounds, and, and now they've picked it up again and, and I think what is missing from what obviously Sky does this to F1 because Sky whatever that Sky picks up it yeah. succeeds yeah. but it's it's not in my face mm. as, a, as even as a motorsport fan maybe maybe I've not liked the right pages yeah. but it's just not in my face as a sport Yeah. but I'm I hated it when I first heard of it I thought oh here we go this is the end of what I've always loved like the smell of this yeah, and yeah. the sound of this and all the rest of it and I'm kind of I'm getting over that to a certain extent but I'm just I'm not sure the the balance of the cars is there because I've not seen many overtakes in it whatsoever without contact. I think I think this is because 
I'm not exactly sure why, but like I, I think, I think I, I feel like it's because we're so used to watching Formula One, and the way it's stewarded did, and and officiated. There we go. That's no, the word. I, I love the Robbins racing. I love I, Robbins I racing. I think a lot of the issue is that they race on street circuits. Now I know that the whole thing is that it's meant to be more eco-friendly because you know spectators don't have to travel as far to get to events. Hmm. They can race there because there's no sound, there's no emissions from the cars, but they just end up clattering the wall all the time. Do you think it's the grip on the like normal road asphalt with the different well, cameras, etc.? Do you think it's the tyres and the just the? Well, in like Mexico, for example, there was absolutely shed loads of marbles, and it's I don't, chaos. I don't recall that absolutely being such a thing chaos. before, um, because the tyres are uh, recyclable. Well, I don't know if it's if it's this season. Uh, or sort of sorry, previous seasons, but I'm sure it was something like the tires had to last the entire race weekend. Like they they didn't change tires. I could be wrong. Yeah, I've not. I, I was going to ask you if you'd known any updates but, on the old. But that surprised me when they were saying about the marbles and people were going offline, and uh, there was a few that crashed. Bird crashed. Um, Bird uh, Van Dorn crashed. Nico Muller, yeah, uh, big yeah, off. Muller, yeah. yeah, right at the start he did. Um, Mm-hmm. But quite a few went offline. Uh, Massa, was it Massa? Sorry. I didn't see much of Massa this no, weekend. Actually, it. no, he, he he clattered the the Tech Pro on the outside of the first corner. He just ran a little bit wide, clattered it, ripped the front left wheel off. The way they're shaped, it does it. It doesn't lend itself to kind of spring off of anything, does it? They kind of hook into whatever. <laughs> yeah. If it's something soft, they kind of hook into it, and that's them gone. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean, the official line from the it is ABB who sponsored it. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> on YouTube, it was how the chaos unfolded. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. that tells you everything. That, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but I mean, I suppose there's, I suppose where you've got any sort of news which highlights, I don't know, excitement, they're going to draw people to watch them. I mean, the other thing I, from watching the highlights is there was forty one thousand fans in the stadium section alone yes. at Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's massive. That that's that that's good. Big. They were obviously entertained. Yeah, because yeah. you you uh, could actually hear them on the coverage. Uh, like when Evans towards the end came uh, through uh, the stadium section, mm-hmm. you hear you, you could hear the obviously because the cars aren't all that loud. They are quite loud, but not that loud. Yeah. You could hear all of the fans yeah. cheering and going insane. And I, I can't remember who it was. It was Bird versus De Costa, maybe. It was. Yeah. Could have been through the stadium section. They went mental for that. You could hear them all. Like, what happened there? Bear put it in the wall. Bear put it in the wall, yeah. yeah. Shock. De Costa, he went from ninth up to, I don't know where he finished, was it fourth or fifth? Uh, no, Alex, Alex Sims, sure. the British British lad, started 18th. 18th. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he 18th done really well. So, of the and day, I know yeah. that Buemi found third, so I'm thinking that De Costa maybe got... Second. To, was it second? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I should have that in front of me, but I don't. Sims, he's second in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, De Costa second. Because Bird was second, wasn't he? Oh, and he crashed out. Yeah, yeah he crashed that. out. Anyway, we're getting away from the point here. <laughs> Any sport, right, that, that features a fan boost. What a joke. That uh, is bad. <laughs> Imagine that in F1. Imagine that in F1. Well, well, okay. There'd be so much controversy you, you, over you, that. You, this is the thing, And though. then, we, to, to add insult to injury, you can go offline and get in attack mode. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? Well, well, well okay. Because the racing's so boring. That uh, does that to... mean that you're going to stop being a fan of touring car in a year or two when the drivers have got that in the car? 
their own boost. Yeah, but that's just like an F1. They have overtake at the minute, don't they? So what's the difference? Because they don't have to go offline to get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see the issue personally. I just think it's a bit. It's a bit gimmicky. It's a bit. I think. I think that's the point. Anything, it's just for fan engagement. You know, to I make think, people yeah. feel. I a think part anything of it. that's completely outside outside of the box type thing, it will look gimmicky. I think. It, like, yeah. It, I've kind of found it weird. I mean, they put the funny graphic on TV and then they, they, you'd see them coming flying wide to get this and, you know, some of them crashed in the first season, I think, when they were trying to get yeah, this, yeah. like, charge up or whatever. But I don't know. I think I need to go to one. Yeah, or, or, I I need, so. or I need to sit down and watch a whole weekend properly and really mm. to actually... I, I mean, I don't understand the group qualifying. No. Is that something new this season? In fairness, I, I don't particularly because I normally only catch the race because... the But the qualifying and the practice sessions are all free to wear yeah. and they're on like YouTube and Facebook I think yeah. live streamed all of the sessions up until the race which have their by country um, coverage do you so. think it takes somebody like Sky to get hold of it for it to really blow up I mean uh, if you look at the accounts from 2019 um, Formula E pre-tax um, lost 22.6 million quid I don't I don't think it... and then that's a total combined loss of 142 million since 2014 so it's hardly it's hardly been a I think I think it's one of those like sort of how, how can I put it uh, almost hipster things right because it's seen as the next step and, and the thing that everyone should be doing and when you've got the likes of uh, Mercedes Porsche Audi uh, all, all jumping in and even actually leaving WEC that they're fully established, multiple Le Mans winners, and, and they've they left that to go just, into Formula E. Do you think, talk of, do you think they said it's part of F1 for it? Yeah. Do you think they're doing that for selfish reasons in the manufacturing world? Of you know, you're going to have to keep up with the latest technology in fully electrified cars in order to have the best technology yourself to make your own manufacture, like to sell to us. I mean, or is it solely just to be the best of? that racing series I don't, I don't I think know it, I think it's just commercial reasons completely commercial getting your name on yeah. your name has to be involved in that for you to be seen yeah, to be I, up, relevant up to date I, with. I can't remember what that new Porsche is called that new electric fully electric car Taycan something like that Taycan. but if they can back up their future say one day they bring out a, a, a 911 Turbo S or whatever they're called that even though it's electric yes. with no turbo. Turbo just means quick. Um, if they bring out a 911 Turbo S, and we're also the Formula E world champions, we know what we're talking about. This is the electric vehicle for you. So do you, so it's all, to me, it's, it's just for that. But they have all made these commitments that by X year, not that long in the future, they're all going to be electric. So Do you think that electric vehicles are the answer then? Uh, no. But it's whatever it's. They're all being seen to do something, aren't they? There That's was a the point. There wasn't. A, <clears throat> I suppose it goes back to the same as when diesel cars became mm. a usable family car. Um, I can't remember what year or whatever, but it was never a viable. It wasn't especially turbo diesels. Mm. You know all the rest of it. You know they were seen as unreliable, clunky, dirty. And I suppose now it's bloody hell. It's probably more normal for a diesel car to be kicking out, or was up until recent times and as a petrol car it's yeah, the same well. as all that but it's it's a big jump but I mean I'm, the jury's out I don't think infrastructure will allow it in the country for a long time without some sort of well, decent well, hybrid system well 
again, even even with that Porsche, the, what was it? Four four charging stations in the entire of the entirety of the UK can actually charge that. A yeah, fast, no fast charge. Fast charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Which, which is what you want to make it, you know, livable. Yeah, yeah. They didn't tell you what they said two hundred miles, but what what's that speed at five fifty mile an hour, sixty mile yeah, an hour, yeah, two hundred yeah. mile an hour? I don't, you, With it, no weight, they and... didn't let that. They didn't let that out of the bag, and you know he would have been instructed not to tell you what speeds you can yeah, travel. To make it a G and so. yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a little look at what the CO two emissions are for. <laughs> You'll <laughs> for, love a bit of this, don't yeah, you? <laughs> for all racing and testing of F one cars in twenty eighteen, right? Mm. And it was eighteen thousand tons of CO two, right? Which sounds a lot, mm. but. I thought I find a comparison. So yeah. that, that equates to two hundred hours, which isn't a lot, of a Boeing seven three seven at cruise speed. Really? Yeah. Yes. For the entirety of the Formula One grid? Yes. Unbelievable. Just, that's just for the cars though. We're not talking the logistics. No, so I have gone a bit no. deeper as well. Yeah. So I mean yeah. In total, um, in twenty eighteen, the year there was estimated two hundred and fifty six thousand tons of CO two, right? Yeah. Forty five percent of which was freight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In comparison to uh, Formula E, there was only twenty thousand tons. Bloody hell! Yeah, so T- Formula E of freight. Wow! So it's quite a big difference. Um, it's nice to know that it's not just a kind of not quangle, but it's nice to know that they've actually put some thought into making the logistics very tight and yeah. very very efficient with the environment. Instead of just saying we've got electric cars I and believe- we're doing it in a city and we're getting everyone here without having cars coming. I and believe it is part of. Like the deal, thing. like that, they all have their logistics in with each other, sort of thing. But then again, now F one have the deal with DHL, don't they? Because yeah, it's yeah. sponsored everywhere, so I'm sure they have. There's also you'll have seen the news recently about F one becoming carbon neutral by yeah, yeah. 2030. Mm-hmm. So they're tackling that by planting trees, carbon capture technology, all that, all the usual stuff. Mm. Um, Mercedes themselves, actually, the two UK factories run completely on renewable energy. Hmm. And they're a- aiming to be net carbon emissions of zero by the end of this year. This year? This year. Bloody hell. So I think that that's big steps. That's yeah. impressive. It's impressive. I mean, they, they've got to be seen to keep, the, I suppose, the pinnacle of motorsport as clean as possible this, nowadays. Just to relate back to Formula E, yeah, is, what, is what, if you ask anyone about Formula E, they're like, oh, yeah, well, Formula One's bad for the bike, blah, blah, blah. But I think we're taking big steps in. Formula One, and then you look at the touring cars next season going to hybrid engines, which we'll come on to later. Which we'll come on to later. Um, I think these are all twenty twenty three in it. Are they coming early? Uh, twenty two. Oh, but I think these are all small steps in F one to be, to make. I think that's also in 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 a way a, a nod to Formula E that they're doing the right thing, because. They're, they're on about like I mean okay forget even the electric bit but if, you, if you're if you talking about carbon emissions and stuff like that you know it's a nod that Formula E are doing the right thing and it's the right message that F1 is saying they have to be carbon neutral because that's the that's the the direction everyone is going in like you have to be environmentally My, conscious is there a need that's the thing is there a need for Formula E surely they're just... uh, well again the manufacturers are jumping behind it when you've got Ross Braun very recently just hoping that more engine manufacturers are coming to Formula One. Like It's relevant just now, isn't it? Mm. I mean, with everything that's going on just now, it is relevant and it is growing. It is growing. It, 
uh, the jury's out for me as what it is as a racing motorsport, like a spectacle. Open wheel racing, it's, it's a little bit loose, really. There's a lot of contact for open wheel racing. Mm. Um, you're used to seeing that in tin top racing or GT racing, even there's a lot of contact because of, well, just how you sit in the car and where you are and how wide the cars are, etc. This is kind of the circuits as well, isn't it? I mean, I wonder if when they develop, whether they will move to circuits or whether they just want it to be in cities. No, no, it's 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 a it's one of the core aims or was that it has to be city based because I think the Mexico City uh, circuit is still actually Mexico City pretty much, um, and I think it's a core aim to take the racing into the city. I suppose like, I don't think the batteries last long enough to do a full lap. They have to change cars every, every four laps. Well, uh, uh, what well, that's, that'd be, that's eh? worth that's worth a thing though. If how long has it been around? Five six years now. I think and, the and they, season. yeah, and at the start they did change cars. I know. I the TT as well. The, T, the Man TT have got they have an electric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a university. Is you can't that. you can't knock the advances they're they're making in electric vehicle technology just mm. for the commercial for their domestic engineering stuff, wise and that, it's, which it's is good. But is again, is electric vehicles are they the answer to I all our problems? This is now? what my my so answer much. my answer to that now is that <laughs> funnily enough where we'll probably only use electric vehicles solely is people who live in or very close around cities is the only real, to me, is the only real answer to using an electric car. Because that. you go into work and you go back and it's going to be five, ten mile return journey or whatever, maybe 20 mile return journey, and then you plug it in when you get home and then you do it all again the next morning. Mm. For me, that keeps the city clean, noise levels lower, um, probably all the things that Formula E are trying to push actually. Whereas I don't think it's the answer to travelling from Swansea to John O'Groats. You, know, <laughs> no, you no. know what I mean? And unless people are going to, you know what I mean? It's, so hybrid has got to have as much backing and as much, which it has obviously. And Formula One is basically the hybrid. Yeah. And you've got Formula E. So yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, gonna, it's always going to be a topic which people talk about. I For th- me, just as a spectacle, it's a bit too much contact, a bit too much argy badge. Even Mitch Evans taking the lead. It was a bit. I'd love it. It looked like it was going to be a nice, clean move, and there was still a bit of a bosh. A bosh. <laughs> yeah, and but Lotterer in himself is is an odd one, given his record, like multiple, like Le, Le Mans winner. I don't think he finished. I don't him. think he finished oh, in the end. I'm not shock, sure. Isn't it? Um, multiple Le Mans winner, WEC champion. I think Formula Nippon back in the day. Like is serious driver, but like. Doing that and then driving around with a hoarding and the banner hanging oh, off his, no, off no, his car and setting on fire. and feel a bit ill, actually. Um, yeah, it the was a bit odd. They but... were talking about that. They were talking about De Costa and how, was it John Ver- Ver- who was his teammate last season? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Still is this season, I think. Is it? Yes, yeah. Um, but they had a lot of bashes. They were basically like the Ferrari of Formula E, mm. banging into each other and tussling with each other and basically slowing each other down. I think they actually slowed each other down in this Grand Prix as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or E-Prix, sorry. 100% did, because it, it was really weird, um, because because um, the, he, he, he let De Costa pass, um, Verne did, but then they... Put Vern back in front, even though he had less energy and was slower. It was they the took the paying the favors back. Yeah, too um, I mean, but he done well. I mean, he's apparently he's only. I mean, I've seen Costa a few times now, and I mean, I don't know originally where he came from. I've not done that much research, but they said historically he's been a bad qualifier. But yep. apparently, because of how he's finished that E P there, 
he's now ended up in a certain group for qualifying, which will favour him in qualifying. He, he said that as well post race because because he's he's been strong in race. He he literally did say I need to start my qualifying because he he leaves himself too much work to do yeah. sort of thing for the race which is a thing you do get that um you Unless get you just want to barge your way through <laughs> Not, well yeah just bother everyone and get through but you, you do get that though in 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 all forms of motorsport where someone might not be able to tie it together for a lap but through a race they're like a well metronome or whatever and it's just lap lap I mean, that, lap that could lap, be lap. half that could be half the problem they can know how much pace they've got in themselves and in the car but don't hook it up yeah, yeah. and then when they get to the actual race day it seems like they just think, I'm going past here or I won't get past kind of thing. Yeah. It just seems a little bit... But it might come. What might the be talent come. that's that available there? Because there's quite a few people that have failed to make it into F1. Well, they've been in F1, but they've not they, retained the I, seat. I think, Stoffel I, van Dorn. Stoffel, yeah, but he's still... He was uh, testing today for I know F1. he was, but he's, the, not, he's not got a drive, has he? No. Um, but I, I think, think it is difficult with the 20 cars, isn't it? There's a, there, there is a depth of talent there, but you would have to say... They are probably second-hand F1 drivers and older WEC drivers like Lotterer or Brendan Hartley. Again, multiple WEC champion, Le Mans winner. Uh, he didn't make any kind of impression this weekend in Mexico. And then uh, Massa, uh, like he's a top bloke, like top top bloke. But like, you know, I think I think the issue is is when. Formula One now, it's it, well, drive to survive. The see it, that basically the, the title of that tells you yeah. it's it's so like these guys now have basically got well, they've basically got a whole setup of guys that they or girls that they've got coming through, mm. whether it's to be test drivers, whether it's whatever, to be simulator drivers, whether it's to be standing if something falls through. That they've all got plans of who they're bringing in. Well, the majority of the top teams definitely do, yeah, yeah. So it's if they're already lined up, it's hard for someone like. Van Dorn, who's came up, he's had a bit of a chance. They kind of lose a bit of relevance if they've not been performing, and then they just kind of slip away. Because all these boys in F two and F three, and they're all flying. They're all they're just so aggressive. Try they're so aggressive how they try and get into these teams and get some contracts. It's just you look at last year. I mean, you had three rookies. Yeah, who've all retained their seats. Um, in F one, yeah. So you got Lando, John yeah. Russell, and Albon, who've done really well. Look at yeah. I mean Albon for example. He was a yeah. Torossa, now Alfa Tori, and he's now got a driver in a Red Bull. He's got well, a chance at winning the title this year. I did fear for him. I feared for Albon. I, I, I really did. I mean, well, I knew he was an aggressive driver. I didn't know if he would suit the style at F1. We'll and segue into the F1 stuff if you want. Well, we can, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we tend to do that. We were yeah. new at this, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with the F1, uh, I'd, I'd totally forgotten that today testing started until like yesterday fairly late on um and we've had the car reveals and we're talking about the drivers now so we can continue talking about the drivers for a little bit yeah that's fine um and you've you've got uh, your stoffels and things like that like we were just on about i found it interesting today when they did mention that stoffel had arrived and he is the mercedes officially the third driver for mercedes because they make a big thing in formula e that Stoffel very often gets the fan boost, which is basically a popularity contest. Yeah, but is he Dutch, Stoffel? Uh, Belgium, Belgium, I believe. Belgium, yeah. But, but they absolutely love the motorsport. Well, this is the thing, right? So if he's got the talent, which he did in previous formula, there's a reason why McLaren put him in a seat. Is it a canny sort of 
thing to keep him on the back burner and contracted because if he's got talent and he's got backing, do you, you know what I mean? It's a bit like him, football, isn't it? Him, people keep him about. There's and, people who are late burners. There's people who mature a bit more. Like they think there will be drivers who have a seat for a certain amount. Maybe one season. One season is not enough time for no a seat. And let's mean. not forget, up until him crashing, Stoffel is also was leading from the championship. It's like uh, was well. it G- so. Giovinazzi? Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. Yeah. I did not think he would ever be given two seasons. No. And no. but the end of last season, he started to show. He actually, you know, he was, he was. Kimi was outperforming him. Yes. But Kimi has been in F one since he was uh, nineteen years, I think. No. Yeah. I think I he mean, came in at twenty one and he's forty. So Giovinazzi, I mean, I, I, he really did have a tough time, and they've stuck with him. A lot of teams. <laughs> They Red Bull would have dropped him, him. Yeah, they expect him to hit the ground running, well, yeah, or you drop. was dropped. I'm worried about Lando as well. I mean, but he's he's obviously. I think Lando's he's done so well. Well, Lando said at the car launch, he he didn't say it because he was told he couldn't say it, but <laughs> that he 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 was shitting himself last year. Yeah, but this year already he feels so much more chill because he's had his first season and and things like that. He kind of knows what to expect and things. I'm I'm. Maybe not in the McLaren and maybe not this season. I'm genuinely expecting big things from Norris in this, the future. All oh right, yeah, not this season possibly. May, yeah, who knows? Uh, you can't. I mean, after one day of testing, you don't know where any of the cars are at, no. really. But, you know. His personality is definitely a breath of fresh air, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Him and Science have a, a, a unique good, partnership, a don't good they? chemistry. Yeah, yeah I think, you don't I see think that too often, I don't no. think. I think he's just, yeah, he's timed it perfectly, but it's like the kind of TikTok. Snapchat, social media world, and he fucking he absolutely loves it. Yeah, and he's yeah. He's, he's young enough. Uh, the 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 mentioned this today um, on commentary. It was Crofty, and they were saying how the new guys are honest almost to a fault because they're so used to sharing everything. Yeah, if it taken into account like social media and things, like um, they were asking George Russell um, about the car. And he was really, actually, very complimentary about this year's Williams already. Um, yeah, because last year was a bag of balls, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they were saying, uh, they were like, how how do we measure George Russell? And how good is he? Because he had Kubica, whatever, last season. Mm-hmm. And then he's got Latifi this season. But both of them, you could say unproven. Like, Kubica of old, you could say... Well, he should have been a world champion. I think everyone agrees yeah, he should have been a world it, champion. It, it, it would have been. It was but a shame. He can't measure him against an unproven Kubica. And again, with Latifi, how do you measure how good uh, Russell is? You know, um, the measure, measure of most F1 drivers is their teammates. But he was being really honest, and he said, "Like, well, yeah, it's up to me to beat him." And blah blah blah. There as. Of old, that had been like fighting talk yeah. or whatever. He was just like, no, it's up to me to. I've got to beat him. Do you so, think he's got more of a challenge this year, Russell, against Latifi than he had, than he did yeah. against Kvitsa? Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted Kvitsa to be, you know, I think everyone did want him to deliver and do something, just because it had been really fairy tale and it had been nice and he deserved it. And it was like when that. you know about it was Ferrari who would have ended up at in, yeah. Yeah. in a pretty good car. Yeah, um, and he was some talent. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's obviously his accent. It's took an edge off him. It's you know his ability to, you know, you're competing against the fittest guys in the world who are completely able bodied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have what he's had, it is you know it's just, it's amazing oh, he actually got back in an. I was gonna say yeah, to, to even be lapping around there, I think is commendable. But there you go. Do you think that's 
because of the backing that he brought to Williams. No, oh, yeah, it's money. Yeah, it's money. Of course, it is. Um, and and also, they're they're struggling a little and bit. And today he was in the Alpha. He was in the Alpha. He didn't do um, too bad actually. No, it's only first day again. But he was... but um, again, it'll only. I want. I don't want to be too harsh, but it'll it'll probably be money. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's got him into that seat, which actually surprises me because they are basically a Ferrari feeder team. Yeah. So you'd think they'd have Ferrari Academy drivers sat there like a little Leclerc, sat there ready to go. But Ferrari generally, they make a lot of decisions with their heart. Yeah. And uh, yep. it might be a little kind of token of... Oh, past history, maybe, yeah, to yeah, get, in the, get in the car and stuff. He but, might have brought in a sponsor which Ferrari kept, but he couldn't be there to drive for them because of his injury. Yeah, you, you never know. know. There's all you sorts of stuff that goes on. But, but uh, yeah, so about the cars. What, okay, I, I actually wanted to say about one thing I noticed with the cars today when I looked at them. All of them seem to have gone to, like, it used, It was a saying a few years ago, but for the rear of the car, they seem to have gone for a size zero nose cone. Like, they are so thin. Like, almost a return to when everyone did the the tiny noses. Yeah. yeah. Right. And... Um, and the land eater type. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, <clears throat> if you look at Ferrari of last season, everyone sort of had Ferrari nose cones. This season, they all seem to have gone to the real slender Mercedes style. Mm, and it's like a little blip at the end. Yeah, and the only reason is performance, but it's it's like that most of the teams have explored it and found what's going on there like aerodynamically and gone, oh, we're off for that. But I just noticed that and like um, they compared the McLaren for this season and last season and they're saying it wasn't too different because the McLaren of this season has got some black paint up either side of the nose cone so it's like an optical illusion but it still looks slimmer to me yeah um but i just noticed that um you know all of them seem to have gone on a diet on the front end on the back end as well if you look at from yeah. a, like a plan view so compact of, yeah towards the rear wing they're a lot thinner yeah yeah the floor the floor seems a bit more complex as well which doesn't worry me but how often how often do you see the cars, cars colliding and the tires coming well, good everywhere that that Shape though is defined by the formula, isn't it? Mm. Like that, it is, yeah. that, that box, mm-hmm. that area they have to have. And I don't know if there's some kind of safety research or something that actually it's better to have that bodywork there. I don't know. Well, the but, large floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or if it is literally for aerodynamic, creating that low pressure underneath for the the downforce. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To well, Kravitz, e- enable. Kravitz talked about that box, didn't he? He Is talked it, about that air yeah. box, which is to allow them to basically try and create their own aero over them back wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously just, the flat is in front air. of them, yeah. On the, on the back side. And that's when he went into, basically, he was talking about how the Mercedes have got a completely different rear suspension than anybody else on the grid. Yeah. yeah. Completely different. And it's yeah. all aimed at, I think it's more streamlined or... Was it control of the air around they've the turbulence? Yeah, turbulence yeah. around the suspension. Yeah, they've changed the suspension rods, haven't they? So yeah. they're taking more load. Mm. Um, so that they've had to make the car heavy on the back end. Yeah. But it gives them more rear grip, think which is interesting. So they've had a trade-off there, haven't they? Between yeah, they said they've made a heavier rear suspension yeah. system. Yeah. But the grip is worth it. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, we'll see, won't we? I mean, yeah, yeah. they were the two fastest things again today on the track. So that's true. That's true. And an interesting thing, like um, everyone said about Mercedes Sandbagging last season, um, the they were discussing whether the, they've actually got time to sandbag anymore because they've only got six days of testing and uh, James Allison from Mercedes said 
they still want the eight days worth of mileage in six days. So mm-hmm. they're just putting the car out more. So it, it's kind of like they were, they were pondering whether they have any spare time to be like, right, okay, let's not go to, as to fast as we games, can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's like we we now need to get eight days worth of mileage in six uh, days. Yeah, I, I'm not sure much sandbagging goes on nowadays. Like you say, I mean, you, can you imagine what the amount of money that goes in now, hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds, um, to what if one of the directors and main sponsors or bosses found out you were sandbagging to then be underperforming when you turn up to Australia. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more likely that they were confident at how the car would react in one state, maybe more confident through simulator or whatever, but yeah. they just wanted, and they weren't confident at all with how it would act and maybe with full fuel load or something. So maybe yeah. all the running was with high fuel loads. This is the thing, and and and, and the secure uh, the, I don't know why I was saying security, the um, plans that they have for the testing, um, you you don't know what they're aimed at and what they're trying to achieve on a particular run in a particular day how fast they're actually wanting to go because they might be going slower on purpose to try and test cooling to, yeah. you know, and, and things like that, low speed airflow and also there's so well, many variables them, that they've with got. The, with the huge rakes. Yeah, yeah. Going on. I don't know if they don't cooperate each other with that. It's so <laughs> wide. I know, it's, it's huge. Well, last season, was it last season? Uh, so Hamilton yeah, came so. round and nearly bothered uh, Kubica. Uh, yeah, did. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. And he went wide and stuff. Um, we'll carry on talking about the testing because it's yeah yeah um, but we the, they were calling the oh Bottas I just wanted to mention Bottas actually because you said about simulation he said how important simulation was uh, to F1 these days because of the restrictions on uh, testing and he said how they're in constant contact with um, um, Brackley is it for Mercedes, but the car is doing what they expected. So, like, it, w- it was basically saying what they've been doing in the simulator, they've just got the car on track, and it's like, oh, this is... The correlation. Th- the correlation is there. Which is what yeah. McLaren have been struggling with, isn't it? That's what they say they've been struggling with, yeah, um, for a few seasons now. I, I don't... When is the new wind tunnel done? What's the boy called from Porsche? Oh, it begins with an S. Gotten oh, it's, it's, very straight. Is it like Schneidel or something? Stangle or something. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's from Porsche, isn't he? From their LMP, yeah, uh, WEC thing, yeah. yeah. Um, but he he was saying how actually he was quoted today, or it could have been at the launch. Uh, he was saying how they, McLaren, this is wanted to hit the floor running with the 2020 car and be competitive because they want to divert all resource to 2021 as soon as possible. You can understand that, can't you? With um, the, the vast yeah. changes. And I think that's going to be interesting, you know, because if, if Mercedes just run off, like last season you saw, you could see that Ferrari had tried and continued developing throughout the season. At what point, if I think Mercedes are just going to walk it again, but like if they get to a stage halfway through the season or whatever, if all of a sudden it's clear Mercedes are the, are the, the, the dominant force again, how soon uh, uh, Red Bulls and Ferrari is going to be like this year's done? It's a good. We're going to nail next it's season, and and then this season as a fan, you're you watching it, you and, and no, you don't. And and Bottas and Lewis because Mercedes are like we've got this again. Keep the keep the. It's all budgets again, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure yeah. Red Bull have the backing to do that. Um, Ferrari also, and well, Mercedes. We don't know if they're 
what they're doing yet with the car for twenty twenty one. But it's the small it's the smaller teams that I think. I mean, I think McLaren probably have the technology and budget as well to mm. to go for a twenty twenty one car early. But it's the other teams that you worry about. Yeah, you know, you worry about the field being split massively in twenty twenty one, just because of resource and. But then again, it's 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 also a chance, isn't it? It's yeah, a, chance, it's a chance like yeah. uh, Vettel and Red Bull dominance was at a rule change. Yeah. Mercedes and Lewis and, and Rosberg was a, a hybrid era hmm. uh, change, wasn't it? Um, even though there was a lot of groundwork before the hybrid, I, I do I totally believe like Schumacher and then and then Hamilton coming in, they did and and Ross Braun starting it out with Paddy Lowe. I think they did so much like groundwork for what's happened. Yeah. Since, do you know what I mean? Like well, that's what he's got to be looking at next, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of talk about Lewis and where his future lies. Yeah. Whether that's with Ferrari, it's been up and down, hasn't it? In yeah. The off season, is that going to happen? Is, I, is he going to? I'm less thinking. I I thought if it was going to happen, we'd have heard. That yeah. It was or happen. There would have been the more news. Yeah. For the final season, for the final season of this current regulations, do you think is it too early? Well, this, uh, well, this uh, is it, isn't it? This is a lot of, this lot is of issues less... with that, isn't there? I mean. Well, is is his contract up this season? Apparently? I think most people's. Yeah, I yeah. Think a lot of them have left it. Twenty twenty. There's going to be a crazy because in Verstappen, the pretty much the only one of the top tier drivers. Verstappen, yeah. I think maybe Leclerc on. as well. I think a few have well, signed in, yeah. haven't they? Leclerc, at his age, is just going to sign whatever Ferrari throw at him. Yeah, was yeah, Norris a two-year two or a five-year? Norris is up and Science is up. Yeah. So because, because yeah yeah um, because um, I saw discussion on. Um, they were saying about in an ideal world, they reckon Hamilton would have gone to Ferrari at some point to win a t- purely just to win a title with Ferrari because it's Ferrari for romantic reasons. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but they also said that's not to say he's not like just exceptionally happy at Mercedes because he's he's getting paid well. He has lots of freedom. Is winning, you know. And then they were saying about the options and who would you take on the current grid. And the one that came out on top was Danny Rick. And then the next two options were Norris and Sainz for going to Ferrari to replace Vettel at the end of this season. Really, really. And to be honest, I don't think I'd take Danny Rick. I don't. I li- I really like Danny he's, Rick. But he's, he's something he- preempted though, because there was rumours, isn't there, with Mercedes deal at McLaren. There's a lot going on. I've not done enough research into it, but well, for what Mercedes? I'm sure is is Norris not under some sort of Mercedes contract? Yeah, some sort of pre-contract agreement. Or his dad owns a set. Does his dad not own something to do with? Well, I I actually I remember something towards the end. Oh, just after the end of last season, you guys talking about this, but I can't. We'll have to look into it. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. This is a talking point for another another pod, isn't it? Because I I don't want want to go and make a fool of myself with that. I because um, uh, <laughs> because Ocon is also Mercedes, or rather, it's strange. It's like it's Total Wolf. Deal. Is he on a lead still at, and at Renault? Or? I believe I feel like he's placed at Renault because Ocon is like one of Verstappen and Leclerc and Norris. Like he's of that age group. And every, uh, the people in the know believe he's got that uh, potential. And I think he's been placed in Renault, and it's a good place to put him, because he's got Danny Rick, who's a race winner, and he's fast, everyone likes him, and stuff like this. If he measures up against Danny Rick over this season, 
he he's primed to take Lewis's seat when Lewis retires. Mm. Yeah, you're right. If you're he right. stands up, if he if he matches or even beats Danny Rick, why wouldn't you put Ocon's him? Ass. You don't, you don't Ocon's another one who's came from kind of humble beginnings and stuff. O- and Ocon's story on Beyond the Grid was yeah, it's staggering. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. You don't get a lot of them like that. You don't get a lot of stories like that nowadays where they no. come from quite low income families and all the rest of it and make get a break into it. and he's he's quite a talented driver. He you know, he was a bit brash when he was a hmm. he still was, wasn't he? But he bothered was it in Brazil he bothered uh, Yeah, but I think there is a lot of talent there, raw talent and I think it's you know, it's more too eager probably and a little impatient at the wrong hmm. moments which gets these dry you only need to be tangled up for a split second in F one, that's you gone. You're all over the newspapers. You're all over every website and bloody in the country. You're all over social media. You can, you're talking microseconds. It was a shame to lose Hulkenberg, though. I know he never yeah. he never quite got his podium that he so desired. Uh, no, and uh, I don't know if you've seen, and I'm sure we'll talk about this. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Drive to Survive? Yeah. Yes. When there when where, when do we get the Renault jet? And he's like, when you get your podium, like, oh. and then you see Hulkenberg. Flipping Stick, the bird. Flipping the bird. Oh God! I just as soon as I saw, I, but I and you hear Gunter re- again. You, hear <laughs> you Gunter had to hear him going. <laughs> you can beep the beep. They can both beep off. Yeah. Well, I think I'd be like that if I grow on my team. Jesus Christ, he loves. He's him. a frustrating driver. He I see driver in Formula E. What's that? Grosjean. Oh, b- bothering everyone. <laughs> Crash into walls. That's his favourite. I mean, I mean, I mean it, did they even let him out in a car today? Grosjean uh, came back with it. Came out today. Exactly. So that I mean, they don't want to. <laughs> well, we, they didn't want to roll out the brand new car for <laughs> twelve laps before Grosjean smashes it through the pit wall or whatever well, he wants we, to we, do. We would be at Silverstone watching. Was it free practice? Oh, spun in the pit. He was the highlight the of free practice. We thought, here's Grosjean. And no one had used their hooters. They all had their air horns ready. And there's Grosjean comes flying out the pit. Simple. I mean, I've done it on this. I've done it on simulator racing and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a difficult exit, especially on cold tyres. I think he floors it, turns it round, and smashes it into the wall. Then has to proceed out and do a full lap with no front wing to all these air horns. Oh, <laughs> the British <laughs> crowd doing that. Oh, oh. yeah, fantastic. Oh dear. We're well, going back to the testing today. I mean, there's some serious lapage, wasn't there? Laps, the laps covered. Yeah. Look at the stat, but 168 laps. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's serious. Like that's three races. The definite intent there for whatever reason. Uh, well, uh, there were, uh, you well, know, I think I think the the them having split sort of, or the intention was to have two drivers per day, and that was literally, I believe, to keep the drivers fresh. So he's at 168 the, laps, and he's only st- well, he got within half a second of the quickest Mercedes. You, I know it's only. Tested. You know what? The the actually the the times surprised me, and I guess this goes back to the sandbagging thing. The times surprised me, and this is totally from memory. I don't have the times in front of me, but I think it was like the top six or seven were within a, a second or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's the lap difference. It's the lap difference. Yeah, lots of laps were complete. But then if you if you average, say, um, uh, Bottas and um, Hamilton. Hamilton together, then their total laps because it's the same car. They, they've yes. all only got one car. Yeah. Like, I think it's nearly comparable. But I, I think yeah, Verstappen still did more, didn't he, on his own? Just I mean, about. Well, I don't I know. Almost at a hundred. How many it's did do we have? How many Leclerc did? Leclerc did one hundred thirty-two. So that's still a big. big yeah, yeah. Because obviously Vettel's ill. So I don't think there's many 
uh, mechanical issues today. None. Which, which is unbelievable. Isn't Only it? Renault, I believe, and I can't remember. I think it was one of the Alpha Tories. They, it was, it, it looked like it was overfilled with oil. You know when it just gives it little puffs of yeah. little puffs of smoke because for a moment they were like, "Ooh, uh, what's going on?" Yeah, um, and there were no red flags either. There's normally like red flags it's, it's in bit... eight hours worth of running. There was no red flags, and even uh, they expected one in like the last five minutes because they thought one of the teams might go out and do a zero fuel run and just let it conk out on track and yeah. so they had their numbers down and things. Yeah. yeah, but none of them, none of them did it. A few went out for like ten minute runs. Hamilton. I remember him particularly doing uh, a, a particularly long run. I don't know how many laps it was, but he came into the pits and he was doing. He did a uh, like a, a start simulation. He did like three burnouts up the up the pit lane, like, and then stopped at the end. And he had a really odd hold on his wheel. Actually, I, I noticed that he, his left hand was does like he, holding he, over the top. Yeah, he does, does that he, on he, his starts? I've not he noticed. Does that on his starts, yeah. It's like he leans on it, and he does it sometimes on straights. Is it the yeah. double clutch thing? I'm not sure. I'm not, because think... he released it after after he'd gone up like three gears. He, he released that left hand and held normally, but it, it's like he was holding something. It's, I it, think it's he's on his muscle, but I think he's practiced that over and over again. He's found something that's comfortable, and yeah, yeah. and he's found that instinctive reaction from seeing the lights change yeah. to going, and that's him going right. I'm pretty but, sure. That, I'm pretty sure there was a point where Hamilton got. Bogged down on starts, race starts, well, and then I, after it, he he start and he, he was unbelievable. I remember you know, like Johnny Wilkinson used to do that. Yeah, 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 with his hands. And I think that's a very similar. It could be, yeah, sports science type. Well, actually, if any sports scientists listening, we'd like to yeah. get you on to have a little <laughs> debate yeah. about this. Do you know yeah, where to find is. us? You know where to find us, Rich. At the Sausage Curb on everything. On everything, social media, the Sausage Curb on Twitter, the Sausage Curb on Facebook and Instagram, and. Well, obviously, wherever you found this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the the start thing, it was the season with Rosberg because I remember it was at Austria. Uh, Rosberg got thinner gloves. So he could, feel, he could feel better. And there was this thing, I can't remember where it was reported, but um, Rosberg got like, his stats were leathering Lewis and Lewis... Found out he had thinner, so got thinner gloves, and it may have been around that time that he found this new technique. But I've never noticed it before, as you know. I'm not dexterity. Is a good one, isn't it? Dexterity, hundred well, percent. Yeah. I mean, look at look how many buttons they've got. Oh, you need to yeah, feel it, don't you? I mean, I, I do remember. I've seen him a couple of times with the old leaning his hand yeah, on the yeah. top there, and it's obviously working. I, I didn't think he was doing. I, I knew he was going to. Maybe do he's a stack. hiding it. Maybe he's hiding what he's you doing. Don't know. I think, I think, I think it's just a good muscle memory. I think that's all it comes down to. Yeah, maybe he just thinks. Reaction wise, I think I, don't know. I think everyone, if if you do something enough, you you, you maybe have these little rituals in oh, sport, yeah. don't you? You do yeah. things a certain. I done way. it at ten pin bowling at the weekend with the kids, beat them all. Barriers <laughs> <laughs> up or down? Yep. Oh what? Oh, oh barriers down. Going back, going back to the F one. What's your what's your favourite looking car? Do you think? Well, should we go down the list and let's, then you can see, then let's you can say what your favourite car. Right, well, then, yeah. we'll start with Ferrari because we watched it here when we were doing a little sound test. Are they um, red? The red out there. They're, they're red. red. The red uh, this season. Matt red with a black mission window, which I can't recall if they had black last year. No, I thought it was white. Did they just do it black for when Lauda passed away? Maybe in memory. No, it's black now. I think. Yeah, it's black now, but I mean, I, I can remember having something black on the car before, but anyway. Anyway. It looks smart, actually. It looks smart. I think it looks smarter with the black. I don't know why. I think, I think the, bat, the bat just changes the whole thing. No, the bat last season. Noticed, so good, noticed um, 
uh, Ferrari are running very high rake front to back, so uh, the rear is high, very high, very aggressive. Um, well, physically off the ground. Physically, the front super low rear, like Red Bull style. Because yeah. um, yeah. normally, normally we'll get to it, but the Mercedes is very neutral. But just a thing I noticed as they were, you know, coming towards the end of the lap and they go down the hill at yeah. Catalonia, I just noticed the ass end of that Ferrari was right up, right up in the air, just like uh, the Renault as well. But, so I wonder if they lose lose a little bit of drag in the wing, but <clears> gain it with the height of the rear. Well, this is the thing. Last year, this went with this whole minimal drag thing yeah and the thinking is they've they've done that to increase the low pressure underneath the rear to give them more more grip yeah quicker you go that'll probably mechanically with that lower mechanically anyway yes you know it's flat yeah, yeah. on that car yeah. and you're straight the car's pushing right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah but still it'll be higher when you've got your high speed corners and yes. create more yeah as you go through the corners it, yeah in effect i guess it turns the entire car into a wing as well because you're making it a wedge, aren't you? He's just turning to Adrian Newey, the boy over there. Oh, yeah, I'm a yeah, nerd. Yeah, I can't yeah. help it. But... We'll, let, we'll let Rich do all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're right. <laughs> and I've still got his book, which I've not read. Yes, that's true. Rich I have, did give it to I his... have read Adrian Newey's book, so maybe I am. Uh, I'll go with Haas next, because that's it, just it, the next it one. It really doesn't matter what colour that is, because it'd be covered in gravel and grass and brush and bollocks it into some... <laughs> Trass, I just ha- <laughs> the thing is, it looks really clean. Oh, it does look smart. Yeah. So you will be able to see all contact down the right hand or left hand. From side like up. any technical thing, I didn't really, I didn't notice much, and I think Haas will always plateau while they remain in their customer type model. The thing is, I like the ethos around. I, I like, I, I, I love Steiner. I love no. Steiner, and I think he's great. He's so honest, and he's great to listen to his accent and all the rest of it, and it, he's. I don't know. I'd love him as a boss. Don't you? Don't, there's no, uh, there's no, no grey area with him. No, is no, it? no. He don't mess around. He don't mess around. Sadly, the egotistical uh, F1 drivers he's got to employ don't agree with him too many times. But we'll see how they get on. That'll be interesting this season. But without going into too far into the team, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, uh, their car just looks tidy. It's silver. They have sharpened <laughs> it up a bit. With it's the, silver. The Petronas. It's not like a flick now. It's more like a crisp line. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It makes it, it. A lot of people say it looks identical, but it doesn't. It does. It does look sharper. Apparently, uh, not that I could tell with my eye, but the side pods uh, are lower. They've gone for a lower crash structure, which should increase airflow to the They're rear. They're a lot smaller, though, aren't they? Yeah. They all seem to have done their own take on. There as last year's intakes. Mercedes or um, this year's um, Racing Point have got higher side pods, but yeah. Any more comments on the old Merck? No, no, she's she's beautiful and she'll be uh, winning down. with the number 44 Calm again. Down. Thanks for coming, Rich, and your Ferraris. <laughs> little touch of red, that's the only difference touch in it red, from yeah. the Ineos. Touch of red. Not that we're giving any sponsors any. What's next? We've got 10, next? 10 millions of subscribers. Um, McLaren. Beautiful. I think it is the best looking car to me, actually. Uh, I am a McLaren fan, though. Always have been. Um, it looks tidy. It looks super tidy. If they're going to stick with the orange, they've made it probably look the best of the orange cars. I um, like that they've gone with orange, given given the provenance. Yes, with it. I uh, like McLaren, that. Bruce McLaren's original. Yeah. I, I do like that. Loads of people complain about that, but really, that that's the colour. That is McLaren's colour. It is. You know, the so, first day of McLaren F1 was coming came out in that colour. I so. believe so. Yeah, yeah. Again, we've got small side pods, there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they all seem to have done their own take on the smaller side pods, so they've obviously found other ways of cooling off. Yeah. Well, if you look at the car, the engine cover is higher. So it compensates for that. I know we've already done Ferrari, 
But another thing I noticed you love was Ferrari. I'm on bored, the, no, I'm bored no, already. Another, <laughs> studying them for weeks. On 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 the side pods, they had like a an over side pod wing last season. Oh yeah, they've yeah, got, like very close to it. They've got a below one this season as well. They've got like do you think two that's wings. to usher usher into the smaller intakes. No, I don't think it's out to do with. I think it's to uh, to sh- straighten the airflow before oh, it, so it, it goes with the curve of the car better. I, th- yeah, I think. It, to s- yeah, they're trying to get rid control, of the turbulence. Control yeah. the air around it. Yeah. Anyway, um, McLaren. that's McLaren out of the way. No, I just think the McLaren looks better with mm. a bit less blue on the actual rear of the car, but it's, it's more on the wings. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks quite smart. Uh, Renault, they were late. Um, we eventually saw it today. I don't even know if that's the final look of the thing. Renault, uh, they have copied um, Mercedes' front suspension of a couple of years ago where the top wishbone is straight out to the wheel hub, and it's got like this horn that comes out of the, the wheel hub. But aerodynamically, apparently, it's much better, and it's just like the Mercedes. And they've got a very nice nose on theirs. It's like, you know how the Mercedes and Racing Point have got like a almost a, a circular end to the nose. Yes. The, the the Renault one really curves down like like a, a Mac, yeah like a like McLaren of Senna or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not as pointy, but it, it curves down really mean. sculpted think, and nice. I think the late nineties cars done a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's really you know I said right at the beginning that they've got like been on a diet at the front end. That is so slim. Mm. The, the front of that the. Um, Renault, but yeah, they're the two things, and they've clearly done some homework there. So, yep. Next, uh, next we're on the old Red Bulls. I've not seen much of the Red Bulls actually. The Red Bull um, nose is insane. It's mental, isn't it? Looks Harry's like a, got a picture of a cheese grit. Look at me. Look at the old one. It looks like a so it's, a vacuum. They were the first to come up with that old one, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's like they've taken all of the air intake ideas from Ferrari, from Mercedes, from everyone and their own. And managed to package it in one area. It's got like six intakes or something on the, on the no, just the very front of the nose, and they've still got the S duct as well that goes in through the nose and up over the top of the nose. Um, uh, and very technical. Also, another thing they've got is just behind. It was Verstappen that was in the car. You know, on the helmet that they've got the little wings on the back of the actual helmet. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a little wing now just under the roll hoop, yeah. uh, the airbox intake. Yeah. There's a little the, winglet the, that works with the helmet. There she is. Yeah, it's like a little deflector, oh. isn't it? So yeah, it just yeah. Deflects it away from. So it, again, yeah. that's a proper Adrian Newey. I've seen that these helmets you do love that. Him, I love detail. I can't help it. I love detail like that. I love the detail. I like someone to tell but me that's about what, it rather than read about it. That's what Formula One should be to me, though. It's like it's like cutting edge every tiny thing and. That's I think a, it's it's what the layman might not understand what goes into these cars. They just see a car that turns up, looks yeah. relatively similar to the one the season before, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But it's all these little details which you bet your bottom dollar four months into it, if somebody's quicker than somebody else expected, yeah. they'll be trying to adopt something Well, there was, there was a thing earlier on. Uh, Ferrari said they were changing something to do with the rear suspension except the cameras uh, that had loads of people stood at the front of the garage 
and but the camera still managed to get through and they weren't adjusting the rear suspension they were in the side pod doing something but it was something they didn't want people to see Right. And the, you know when the and crowd this, it, Ferrari. Oh yeah, Ferrari, they're good you, with that. You know when the crowd people around, and it was mm-hmm. just like, what have they got? And, and in commentary, they were like, is that battery? Is that radiator? Is, <laughs> what, what is that? And they were real quick, and then put the side pods back on, and uh, oh, I've forgotten the guy's name, but he was like, oh, it's a rear suspension adjustment, and it was nowhere near. So they've got something Even if it was nothing to me, I like the fact I, they do it. Yeah, yeah, because... it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it gets everyone else thinking. Yeah, what yeah. are they doing? Do you think they're having a uh, keep an eye on them side pod? Yeah. Um, Alpha are next. Whatever they called it. Yeah, that's what they're called nowadays. Um, I, I, I good. I just thought it, I, that's my pick of just the, aesthetically and livery wise. I really like sort of the black and white and historically Honda were that kind of they were just white with red Honda on it, and I just I just like that and how how it all looks. It does remind me of the night. I always. Cars always remind me of other cars. Liveries always yeah. remind me of other. It reminds me. It does remind me of the uh, nineteen ninety eight Tyrrell in white. Yeah, yeah, white. yeah. yeah. We'll Just so, that, for yeah. some reason, I used to like clean looking cars. Yeah. I mean, the Stuart was that season as well, ninety eight. Yeah, with a with a, a tartan, tartan on it. Yeah, and that just them. You know, they're gonna deliver. Like they're, they're not gonna be battling with Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, but midfield. They always deliver something at some point in the season. They're up and around things aren't they mm-hmm. that, they always are as a team they're really good that looks very similar doesn't it I mean they've all gone for the this side pod adjustment where it's now a lot higher mm. and less square and less square yeah it's interesting they must they must still be able to call the car obviously well this so. is the thing this is the last year of these regulations isn't it so they've I think they're getting to the point like they did with like V10s and V8 engines where they're right at the the maximising yes the regulations and what they can do yeah Okay. Like you've seen a lot more change in the side pods of cars which weren't suffering with overheating issues. Yeah, mm. Mm. the most dramatic changes are happening. Like, like I think Merck had problems with overheating at times last season. Yeah, and I mean that stems back to Silverstone. What three seasons? Uh, Silverstone. I mean Singapore. Like Singapore. three seasons ago, when both of them were just dog all, yeah. all weekend, and and then now for some reason they say it's a bogey track for Mercedes, but really from memory they only had one bad race there. What what, what do we use the term dog for, Harry? Absolutely terrible, <laughs> Mister Terry yeah, so if you, Ribble. If you hear any of us refer to dogs, it's not because we don't like dogs. I've got two dogs, love them. It's because we think that the shit, basically. Dog shit. Dog shit, there we go. Dog's a nice way of saying dog. <laughs> oh, I would like to comment on the, some of the barge boards of these cars. They're so complex. So interesting. Like, yeah. what do they do, do you think? Do you think they just add a bit and think, oh, we'll add a bit more? And then they add a bit of another board and they get another bit of advantage. Well, we think, saw oh, them at the Autosport show, didn't we? And we got close they're, and touched they're, the bloody they're, things. They're all for creating vortices. I know they are, but stuff. they must get to a point where... They're you don't know where they having an Ill, Yeah, they must get to a point where they're having ill effects on the car. And actually, look at the Haas last year. They ended up going back to the, the floor of the Melbourne. Melbourne car and it was faster. And you're about two thirds of the way through the season. I think I think this is this is the thing like what Bottas said about the Mercedes and it's getting that cor- correlation between the sim and, and real life because they can do all the CFD they want and go, that's pucker and then they put it out in real life and oh, it's just shit. like, this is dog. A little bit of wind coming from the wrong direction mm. that they didn't simulate and it can ruin Well, where was that problem? Uh, Red Bull ring? Yes. Coming coming round to the world's last corner. Loads of them were spinning off because yeah, they were off. crosswind. Yeah, completely spinning yeah. off. And yeah. because of the... Verstappen won it. Yeah. yeah. Um, racing point? Last year's Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. 
basically the pink pink, they've painted it pink basically and Hon- honestly, off, so they're going to be rapid you just have to, well this is the thing and there was a meme going around saying um, Perez was top in the morning at some point I think he wasn't that far off mm. in the whole lot, but there was a, a meme going around saying well it's confirmed last year's Mercedes is still the fastest car on the grid it's <laughs> um, only a couple of thousand so a couple of hundred off of uh, Bottas 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 three hundred four hundredths of a second off Hamilton, and they know. were they and didn't do a lot of laps. They were using punchy language as well. They they were saying top that, four. Well, they're they're going to be up there. Yeah, says they he wants to win four. races, mm. which is I'm not being funny. Under the right circumstances, with if if they have right, everyone's saying it jokingly, but if they have basically copied last year's Mercedes, and maybe because apparently they use the same wind tunnel and everything, um, if they really do, then there's no reason why on a Let's just think Bottas and Hamilton have a coming together, Rosberg style or whatever. Who knows? They just have to be there to pick up the pieces, don't they? And if they are competitive, I don't think they're just going to be outright winning races. But when you've got like six cars, because it's still Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. McLaren as well are in there, don't forget. They were, they were McLaren were fourth last season. Best of the rest were there. Yep. I think it's Stroll's got a taste. He got, he got up there, didn't he? Mm. I mean, it was for. It was Williams. Um, Bird for Williams was it at Baku? Strong. Yeah, yeah. And and he got Perez one last. Got, did he not Perez get one last season as well? Was it, it wasn't Brazil, was it? Or did, Hockenheim was a bit. Hockenheim mental, when it was mental. Did he not get a podium or something? I don't. Know. That race was just insane. I, I, <laughs> all I remember from that is despair when Hulkenberg dropped it. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought it's happening. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. And I started shouting. And you know the sad th- the sad thing is um, <laughs> that that could have. Firmed up a contract this season. Oh, that's all. crazy. Because that's when all the contracts get thought about. It's crazy. Um, and the and the thing the thing the, there is a bit of a thing there as well because if you think about it, Hulkenberg's desire to be in a top seat has cost him his F one career. There is Perez, and his patience to sit where he is. Well, he made, went to McLaren, didn't he? Well, yeah, but he was young and no one held that against him. Yeah, his patience to stay where he is. Now with Racing Point, may have seen an Aston Martin and whatever's yeah, going on. It's an interesting prospect. It, it may it? see him in a top team just by being patient. Maybe come Aston Martin next year, don't they? Believe so, yeah. So that's you know. And on that quick mention, Aston Martin uh, pulling out of WEC and not producing the Valkyrie anymore. Interesting. Why is that? Is that? Uh, well, everyone's saying uh, because of the Aston Martin involvement in F1, they think Stroll has literally gone in there and said, no, we're not doing that, we do best, F1. Is there a conflict of interest there? Because your best mate, uh, Adrian Newey, didn't he have a, a say in the Valkyrie? Uh, well, there's still something to do with, and the WEC have said something about Red Bull Advanced Technologies saving it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, interesting, it's, it's it? very intertwined because it's a technical partnership rather than an ownership thing. It is actually a technical partnership that Red Bull Advanced Technology is not particularly F1, I don't think, and mm. Aston Martin had. But anyway, I just anyway, wanted to mention that. We nearly forgot Williams, which is a shame. Williams. Because they have been shit. Ah, Williams. The only Everybody wants to fresh. see. Everyone wants to see them come back, but the car doesn't look fantastic. Williams right. made it to grid today, which was a big thing. That's and a big they thing because they missed it for the more first... laps than last year. It's only day one of testing. What worries me yeah, is... I love to hear it. What worries me is they've openly admitted it is last year's car. Mm. And it's it's a strong evolution on it. And to be fair, George Russell was super complimentary about it. He said it just feels more robust, it handles way better, things like that. And just looking at it, you can see they've done some aero tricks here and there. But 
it does bother me because Williams shouldn't be at the back. No. They just shouldn't be. No. You'd have thought Mercedes might help him out a little bit, do you think? Well well, give him an engine. Um, <laughs> they've, got, they've got the power. They've got the they've got the engine. It's just the car, the balance, the package just wasn't there last season. I hope they just. I mean, it is a really competitive field. It yeah. is a really competitive field, but they just shouldn't have been as far off as they were last no. season. The car does remind me of the. I think it's the Dan Caros, isn't it? The one that Damon Hill drove uh, Ferraros. Yeah, the yeah, red, yeah. Big red bits with the blue Dan, and white. Yeah, yeah. Someone, said it looked like a, someone said it looked like Aquafresh. Someone said it looked like a Colgate tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I know we're pushing on for time, but I really quickly wanted to men- just throw the rule changes at you guys. Yeah, yeah. go on then. Any reaction? I actually don't. I, I've had a few of these, but not... Yeah, go on then. We'll See just if react you've got any reaction know. at all. If you just say no or say something. Or dog. So, Shit. So obviously they're down to uh, six days of testing pre-season instead of yeah. eight. Uh, but also no in-season testing. There was some, I think it was two in-season tests last season now there's none so. I don't think we need that I mean you get free practice one, two and three which I know for setups of that weekend but you can still test and they try and make that more affordable or they try and make it less you know I think it's an affordability thing isn't it I think a lot of these things are to, to, to do with money and... so there's a full six days in Spain then there's no Abu Dhabi or anything no like that. full six days in Spain and it's in Spain I believe uh, because it's most of the teams are European based so if they put it in Abu See Dhabi... See if any cheap flights go over the weekend. Abu Dhabi or <laughs> I mean, Bahrain. Tickets cheaper. I had a look over there. Bet, oh, yeah. Cheapest chips. Cheapest chips. Uh, but it'd be still a little bit boring. So we're not still bothered? So we're not bothered? Uh, uh, no. no. Little small one, the curfew for the mechanics has been extended by an hour. So instead of eight hours between shifts, they've got to have nine hours between shifts now. So that's less work that can be done on the cars. But I think that's good because if you listen to... Ooh, what's his name? Matt Priestley's book... He said about pulling all nighters and it. Yeah, all nighters, then having to change a wheel on a car the next day. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's so bit, or refuel. They were a saying car actually. Day. They were saying Adrian, not Adrian Newey, uh, Christian Horner was saying today that the mechanics and the engineers work a, a full shift because yep. there's no curfew during testing. No, no, no. So they've got two shifts. So they go, they go all the way through to analyse every speck of data to get the car ready again for the next day. Yeah, yep. which is crazy. But it is really. Um, and he was saying actually how uh, it was Horner as well that they've, even though they've got one car there, they have more. Um, personnel there yeah. for yeah, testing, yeah, yeah. like Crazy. done a race weekend. Because you can. I suppose it trains them, trains yep. them well for their. That's their preseason, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, shark fins are back. Really, it was intended in as as an extended engine cover, but all of them have got the shark fins now. And um, from how I understood it, it's literally as an identifier for fans, so that put numbers on. Put the numbers on. Well, um, the block above the air intake. Uh, no, behind. Behind, all right, okay. Yeah, like, the f- like the sail. Well, yeah, yeah. also this year, we struggled a little bit. We did struggle, we actually. We looked at the... Because obviously, it seems to be that the driver's... The second choice driver has mm. the coloured uh, mm-hmm. roll bar. You know, the oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. thing on. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, Lando Norris had that. Cause it's almost the same... Yeah, or the first person at the team got the choice. So it's a little bit hard. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, well... It was difficult. In that team, who is second? And the numbers were... I thought the numbers were too small for how quick they travel. Yeah. You know, through Maggot Beckett's, we couldn't... No. The numbers were sometimes... it was. You just Madness. couldn't make it out. Mm. Uh, this one, probably a bit, well, is more meaningful. Uh, penalties for jump starts and missing the way bridge have been relaxed. It was a back of the grid for missing the way bridge, as yeah. happened to Gasly. Oh, I could be wrong. Oh, no, Vettel ruined it, didn't he? He floored it and ruined it. And, uh, more, <laughs> uh, and more stewards' discretion than the written rule. Jump start down from 10 seconds stop go 
to a five-second race penalty. I don't get that. Can the Williams may as well stick the foot down and when it goes to... I don't get that, because on. surely that's encouraging, not encouraging, well, it, but it's just basically I'm, saying we're, we're less bothered. I'm guessing it's talking fractional here. You're not talking... They, they, somebody they, takes off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vettel did, did Vettel do it again? Well, uh, the only one that springs to mind... Did Bottas do it as well? I think Raikkonen... Was there a roll? Well. A roll. Raikkonen. It was. It was. But I think stuff? the. I think the point was that they looked at it and maybe Ferrari influence, <laughs> but Vettel he went but stopped didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think that was. And it. I think the argument was he it, didn't gain it didn't, an advantage. He didn't gain ten seconds of a stop go, which what is 30, 40 seconds. He didn't gain well, that. Did my, he? The I rules suppose are my rules, slight but... take on that is peripheral vision. Seen a car starting to roll mm. could have a, yeah, a Constantina effect on yeah, the rest yeah. of the grid. It has sub, another subconscious. Yeah, if you're just ready, ready on that clutch to go, and you just see a car nudge, this you might take off. Whether well, that, that's distract wrong. you, it distract you. Yeah, to the very, the very uh, but I think it should be relaxed. I, I don't think it is ten seconds. From of... from a purely racing point of view, it's better because yeah. the cars are all going to start on track. Say it's a Vettel and he's in the lead. You know he's got a gap. Uh, Hamilton by. Five seconds, or yeah. you know, it keeps the race alive. Unlike at whatever happened at Canada. So you're saying is that, that a five seconds on the race? On track, on track. So, yes. so that's how I that's heard it. it. Not, okay. a stop, not a stop and go. Not a stop and go. Five second added. I think it should be judged by on the situation. But again, I did say there's more stewards' discretion. Yeah, I think so. I think because, um, like you said, the better one is not getting an advantage. That, that's the rule, good. though. The five seconds is is the rather than a ten second stop go. Ten seconds stop goes ridiculous yeah, because is. you've got to go through the pits to take yep. your twenty seconds worth of pain or fifteen seconds worth of pain of driving through a pit, yep. then stop for ten seconds. And nobody can touch the car. Yep. It is. It's silly, really. It it's is. a bit um, too much. Next one, uh, small one, really. It's a good one. Uh, reduction on metal in the front wing to reduce rear wheel punctures because you know how they have like the adjusters and things like that for the flap. Yeah. Angle of attack, reducing that and taking it out of the end plate. So the end if the, the biggest issue, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So there's that, um, which everyone will yes. agree to. Uh, less electronic support at the start. Ninety percent has to be the driver. Oh, well, well, what was there before? The I clutch? guess, I guess, engine mappings, fuel mappings, rev mapping, yeah, you know, all of that. Yeah. How I heard it, ninety percent has to be the driver. I don't what know it, how the hell you could. I, I don't know, but um, I know they did change the clutch, didn't they? Because yeah. it used to be auto, it used to almost be you held it in and the light went out, and you went boom. Yeah, yeah. And now they've got to have a control, and, yeah. and it, that is a little bit of skill. Involved. And maybe that uh, quite a few were doing practice starts at the end of the pit lane today, so maybe that's could be, that. could be, yeah. Um, less MG UK allocation, and that is more to bring it in line with the other. I think they said the hot parts of the stuff, so the MG UH and things like that, because. You only get two for a season in all of those, but you could have like three or four. I think MG UK. Explain what they are. Uh, MG UK is uh, regeneration kinetic, yeah, and then MG UH is the heat out of the exhaust. Um, but you see a lot of most retirements are to do with one of those components, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, a failure and, of one of those. And this is yeah, the yeah. thing: the team basically they 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 was all in agreement because they were having sort of beg, borrow, and steal from other parts to sort of skirt the rules to make it work now all of them they've got that many and instead of having more of one component they've all got the same amount uh uh this one i think they explained was just tidying up but less fuel outside of the fuel tank 250 milliliters instead of two liters but 
Is that what the car can hold without it I being think in, in the, the fuel, fuel lines and things? Yeah. Um, this one is interesting, um, and I think this is to do with Ferrari. Um, proposed people were saying cheating, I guess. Sure. Uh, second fuel flow meter. Um, the existing one, the teams have access to and can look at it and see what it's doing and everything like that. And it is possible for them to, as they put it, bamboozle that fuel flow meter and inject more fuel into the combustion chamber. Mm. So now all cars will have a second one, uh, FIA a proprietary fuel flow meter. I'm guessing and, it's pre and post. And it will be sealed and teams are forbidden to touch it. Right. Um, so they can't mess with that one. They must so, have thought something enough was going on for the from the well, just say the top three teams. Well, uh, they were explaining it in such a way where the FIA just said this closes any perceived loophole or grey area. So they didn't find anything last season. Well, there was, Hamilton, was Hamilton saying that he could smell? He, he yeah, smelled strong issue. fuel from a Ferrari when he was behind it. Was it in Abu Dhabi where there was a? There was an issue with Leclerc. I think it was it was one of the Ferraris, and there was a big discrepancy between the, the fuel they'd stated in the car and the fuel that the FIA had. Yeah, but I I read about that, and apparently the Alfa Romeos, Kimi Raikkonen, had been done for that before. And yeah, they, yes, he had. So did they not both? What did they, oh, Ten thousand euro fine or some? Yeah, I thought, both, I thought but, both the Alphas got punished for something. Yeah, yeah, that. it was at Red Bull Ring. I seem to recall, but. It, it was kind of made a bigger thing out of because I think anyway because it was Ferrari and it matters more, doesn't it? Um, and they were the rule changes that were mentioned. Was there? Any, I seem to recall reading somewhere about the regulations regarding tires, starting tires. In you know, you oh, there was were they not scrapping? Something? I thought they were scrapping the um, in qualifying two, the fastest lap that you set. Mm. On whichever time you had to start on that you set, on that, yeah, you had to start on that set. I thought they were I, scrapping that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Uh, well, I remember there being talk of it last season. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, confirm it next time. So, are we quickly going to touch on BTCC hybrid? Yeah, well, but just a quick one. Right. This is cut, this is off topic anyway. But we, that um, less than forty eight hours after that crash, that terrifying crash actually at Daytona five hundred, where oh, yeah. Ryan Newman he's actually been released from. Oh wow, he's been released from hospital now. Oh, that's good news. Um, he's walked out with his kids, holding it. so I mean that's massive. That's you've huge. seen the impact. I mean that will. If if you if you I mean it's it's all right to say now if if you've not seen it YouTube Ryan Newman Daytona five hundred crash because yeah, it is sickening, and to say that guy walked out of that I mean safety these days like probably fifteen years ago that guy dies. Yeah. It is stunning, really. I it's mean, staggering. The guy did say, I mean, you, you've talked about it before. I don't watch a lot of NASCAR. I've watched it on and off. I like he'll watch a little bit of it. But the boy was actually trying to push him to the finish. Right. He, yeah. Uh, and right. He was kind of, he wasn't trying to turn the car. Right. He, he, he came out straight away after and said, look, I was trying to push him to the finish and see if he had the guts to stay on it. Yeah. yeah. And if he didn't, he was going to try and That is a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, they call it stocks and all the rest of yeah. it. But the boy got flipped and then absolutely smashed. Well, it's when it was the side. He actually finished. He actually finished the race in oh, ninth on his roof. Oh, that's unbelievable. So it, not a bad it, finish. It did bother me because <laughs> because it said that he was it was in a serious but non life threatening yep. condition, which confused me a little bit. Yeah, I mean serious. Is it? I think so. I think. I mean, he seems to have walked out though. Punctured lungs, maybe, maybe or seriously, yeah. might it might be just head trauma. Just had a, you know, a they full might scale, scale concussion. Full scale bothering, really. Yeah, yeah. I think a serious head. He's the way his head. I reckon. We've just been rattled about. I said this to you separately. It's but not nice, but I think with a hands device, 
it probably saved his life yeah, because probably. of the violent change of direction. Australia's yeah. head movements. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, we went on to the touring car. So yeah, really quickly, uh, touring car, they said that the, um, Cosworth Electronics they yes, teamed with. Correct. Um, they're uh, ahead of schedule, like yes. massively ahead of schedule. And from how I understood it when I read the article, they're intended to bring in a hybrid touring car for the tyre test at Snetterton yeah, in the summer. That's correct. correct. Yeah, that's correct. Um, because they're ahead of schedule. Um, what what does the article say? Is it 22 or 21 that they're bringing in hybrid? Yeah, it says um, it does the car say will boast that. hybrid power from the start of the 2022 season. Yeah. Every BTCC car. Yes. Um, but they're bringing out this like test mule. Are they actually going to put it on track? Or is it just for testing? No, I, testing? I believe that, um, well, they have a summer tyre test yes. at SNET. Um, they had one last season. Um, and basically, they've just revealed that they're going to be running one. So... I just didn't... I, I didn't... I, I saw in the article that it said it would be at Snetterton sort of thing, but n- I, I couldn't really decipher whether they were going to put it in a racing environment. Like, yeah, this um, was asking John, you, that's what I was asking you earlier, wasn't it? I don't know how, what form are they testing it? How Like, you know, everyone agrees, it? yeah, this car's on the grid, yeah. and, and it'll start at the back every race, mm. whatever, but it's just going to run. And see how it gets on. And see, you, you know... Um, this is quoted, it just say that Toka has confirmed that all the technical and practical targets have been met during the design and build stage. The hybrid-equipped BTCC test car is set to hit the track in June, ahead of the projected public debut during the annual two-day tyre test at Snare in July. Well, so they're having a pre-test for practical reasons, make sure it all runs and everything properly, probably. And then they are actually it's going to be on track, so... Just to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see because that's definitely going to get. If we can get along to that, we will get along to that, and we'll try and you know because people will want to know what you know. Not everyone will get to that, and people want to know what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. Want to know if it's because they still got the. They do sound mint. I think there'll be a lot about more of a whistle and maybe less. I don't don't know what the exhaust. I don't think. I don't think it'll sound too different. I honestly don't because because it's still an internal combustion engine with uh, with just sort of. An electronic bolted to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it is. It is a turnkey solution. It is bolted on, isn't it? Yeah, so. they said that. They said rigorous testing and simulations will then commence in order to refine the exact nature of the dra- driver selectable hybrid power delivery. So, i.e., how many seconds per lap, when, and how it can be used, etc. As well as configuring varying amounts of regeneration in hybrid power that will be used to replace the current success ballast. That's really interesting for me. You're taking away that that weight and just physically turning things up and down yeah, yeah. To, to a precise manner which nobody can argue with. The they thing can't is, say that the weights are in the wrong place in a rear or no. front-wheel drive car. And the thing is as well, they can really quickly react to whether that's working or not. Yes. Yeah. Re- like that... Instantly, they can go, oh, in r- r- literally race one, round one, they can go, that didn't work. We need to alter something, and they can. It's just software. Yeah. Just change it. It is saying that he's incredibly pleased. This is Alan Gow talking. He's the chief chief executive of BTC. Cheeky chief. He is a bit cheeky, actually. He's got a big cheeky truck. I wouldn't mind having a drive of it. Actually, <laughs> he says that he expected hiccups so far along the way, but so far there's been nothing. Um, so he says it's great testament to the high quality of the technical partners involved. He says not just Cosworth, but he says there was also X Track. PWR, Delta Motorsport, AP Racing and Goodyear. Are X-Track the uh, Gearbox boys? 
think I think they oh, could scoops. be. I feel like they're the ones that provide gearboxes to like all of the WEC field and like AP, most of the AP will provide your clutch and yep. brakes. I think yeah. from a fan perspective, as long as it finished like this season by Oof. two points of well, three drivers. At the end of the day... That's what we want, isn't it? At the end of the day, I think it's, it can only be better um, the precise manner in which Ballast... I mean, Ballast is... I think... I like Ballast. I always have in that type of racing. I don't know how it would work in any other sort of racing. I don't really care because it works in touring cars. Maybe, maybe another discussion for another time, but it is funny how uh, these augmentations to the racing in touring car works and we're accepting and actually encourage it but the purity of formula one you can't mess with yeah it is a debate that's a good debate i think um we've talked about haven't we we've talked about your qualifying talked about it should there be more than one race we'll get we'll get into that we will but i just i just find that an interesting thing given what we said about formula re earlier yeah and you know fan boost and things like this it's all right for touring car to have these things but it's not all right for this exactly yeah and if anybody else has got any views on that i think they should get Definitely. in touch with us and we'll 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 read them out and yeah. i think we'll, get a, we'll have a go at it going back to touring cars if you've not seen it at least just tune in. ITV4. ITV4 do all day on race days. You get to see Ginetta Juniors, Mini Challenge. Mini Challenge. GT4's yeah. there. Yes. Porsche Cup. So good. I mean, the Minis are new as well. They're new to the they're new to the series, the support series, because we've lost the Cleos, which I love the Cleos, but the, the, the Minis do look brilliant. They look brilliant. They look um, so good. And if, you don't, if your missus won't let you use up eight hours on the planner, the Sky Planner, then you can tune in. I think they've got highlights later in the week as well. Yeah, or online, yeah. I think, eventually. But it's great. You've got to watch it. If you you have to give it a blast. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll be it for episode one. I believe so. Just you quickly, yeah. Quick. If you have got any friends that like motorsport or just you know listen to podcast daily or anything like that, it'd be really appreciated. We love just talking about this. This is how it kind of started. Just us talking, thinking actually we should record this. Yeah, it's yeah. quite pretty cool. Uh, but we'd really appreciate it if you could pass this on to anybody. And just yeah. Share share our social media pages at the Sausage Curb. Yep. And yep. we'll be back in probably a couple of weeks' time after all of the um testing's been done and things like that. We'll probably wait until there's some other motorsport milestone that's just happened or about to happen and we'll talk about it. We yeah. have set it in stone. But if you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, and uh, like Harry said, tweet us and things like that at the sausage curve, uh, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, Cheers. see you later. Thank you.